Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian. I'm joined by Curse East Murph Erica. Hola. And David B. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. Hello, nurse. Nerd home and we have home. a topic today. We're going to be talking. Well, this is actually an interesting one. It will regard. It will need some explaining. But first. But first, we're going to play everybody's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where we all talk about the nerdiest thing we've done in the last few weeks, and we vote using the patented Mike Myler widget system. And um, as I didn't have an outline this time, so I guess Erica goes first. Okay, that's fine. So, so my nerdy thing was going to be that I have been reteaching myself HTML code for my job with creating emails and stuff uh, from a class I took 20 years ago. One class, twenty years do, ago. Do you still have the book? No. Oh no, well, I don't have that, the book. That might have it would helped. have been HTML four back then. Yeah, now we're at five. So, anyways, but what I have learned about myself is that because my friend, my my friend Jamie at work starts singing Celine Dion, it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> nice so uh like the other day i like like was inputting images and using them as like bullet points and like all this like stuff that i was like oh shit i forgot i knew how to do this or hyperlinking and all sorts of stuff nice. so yeah in the code right because I mean, they have tools now that make it easier, but I've had to go in the code because what I want to do is not fundamentally on the, you know, the easy button tools section. Um, So that's been fun. But that's not my nerdy thing. That was going to be my nerdy thing. My nerdy thing happened about three hours ago. Ooh! I was picking up my uh, adopted children, my friend Tia's kids, uh, and Jayla, who is Lee's best friend and husband since they were four, we were in the car chatting on our way to get pizza. And I asked her, like, what her plans are, because, you know, she's in high school. I'm like, well, what's your career plans? You know, what do you think you're going to do? Just, you know, try to see what her thoughts were. And she's like, I have no idea. And I was like, well, have you taken your Myers-Briggs personality test to see what jobs you would be happiest doing based on, you know, how your cognitive thinking skills work. And she was like, no, what is this? So for the last three hours, we she did her test. We've been talking about her personality type, her different cognitive functions, where she would be really good at, what different professions. And she's really been learning about why she's the way she is. And she's super excited about it. Cool. So, so that's what I've done for the last three hours. That's my nerdy thing. I I help counsel a teenager using Myers Briggs personality. <laughs> so okay. very nice, very nice. Thank you, thank you. All what, right. What was her type? Uh, she's an I ISTP, which is generally more of a male personality type, which is really interesting. They're very mechanical. They're really good at fixing things. Um, they're very. They don't pay attention to people. They pay attention to their environment instead. So yeah, it's very. 
very cool. So we learned that she needs to do something with her hands. Neat. So, yeah. All right. Uh, Brian, it's your turn. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> last time I was doing um, PowerShell stuff. Um, similar week. I mean, nothing really like nerdy. Just, you know, I went on ChatGPT and asked it to code a PowerShell program for me that could close all um, current running programs and then reopen them. And then I ran it and realized that it didn't have any filters set, so it closed PowerShell. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It did exactly what you asked it to do. ChatGPT. Yeah. Well, here's the thing with ChatGPT, since I've been using it, is you have to be very specific in what you want it to do. Yep. It and, did exactly what you told it to. And it's a very, <laughs> very, like, the more specific you get, the better it is at doing what you want it to do, to be quite honest with you. My favorite thing is you can have a conversation with it and then ask it a question in context to what you were talking about. I yep. really like that. And you can correct it. And I was asking it questions about the podcast once, and it it was like, <laughs> nerd podcast radio is a nerd culture podcast where three nerds, and then the names it came up with were other podcasters, <laughs> and it was like just making shit up, and then it started naming celebrities that had been on the show. Yeah, so that that's uh, one of the things about, you know, when we're talking about that type of AI where, you know, it's creating things for you. Um, Um, instead of just interpreting information is that if it has nothing to pull from, it will what they call hallucinate. That type of AI will what's called hallucinate and it will just create bullshit. And that's what makes it dangerous. My favorite thing was... I said, those aren't the hosts of Nerd Podcast Radio. And it said, oh, I'm sorry, you're right. The real hosts of Nerd Podcast Radio were Super Vegan Brian, Kirstie Smurf. And it got it right. And I was like, holy shit. It actually looked. Okay, nice. But then it, I go, so what are the nicknames? And it got most of the nicknames right. And then Mikey was like the floating head of Mikey or something like that. <laughs> and it was like, oh, we're using that now. <laughs> um, nice. I, um, I've been building i i mean other than that i've been building organic gradients in minecraft and getting really arty um and i had a neat little chat with one of my no that's probably not something to share on the podcast anyway i had a neat chat with someone on my server about something cool but i don't want to give details because probably not a good idea so stay tuned to our bonus episode after each episode which you have to subscribe to our patreon to get access to (laughs) patreon.com slash nerd podcast radio and that is where i just spill all the dirt about the people on my minecraft server no i I don't know they can pay and find out um but um no we're really liking this smp we're on it's fun we're um it's like playing on the youtube channels we watch it's it's a lot of fun um oh and um actually the the real nerdy thing is i hung out with anna and sandro for like yeah, seven hours came, on Sunday. someone came to town and didn't bother didn't telling anybody bother to he was tell there. David because yeah. you know yeah. geographic proximity yeah. is my prioritization filter. I, I see how it is. I do have a car, you know. It on um Saturday night, uh, mom and I had dinner with uh Katie and Mikey. So it was really nice to see special Mikey. And um we talked about podcast and yeah, it'll happen again soon. Hopefully. Um, David, you're just so put out right now, aren't you? Yeah. Like, he just doesn't realize. 
How? How? <laughs> no, it's fine. If he was here over the weekend, I was busy. I was it busy was a anyways. real last minute trip. I'm, I'm, I'm just giving him shit for it. It's fine. I let all those people know like a few days before I went. But um, yeah, Sandra and I went to Redlands and had gluten-free sushi at this place that was amazing. They had a whole page labeled gluten-free sushi with lots of choices. And then we, um, they also had a lot of vegetarian stuff, which was cool. I mean, you don't see that in California very often. Um, and then um, mom and I had dinner with Katie and Mikey. Um, fun. Lots of fun. We um mikey and i talked about power tools for a long time nice. <laughs> and um um then um anna came over we picked up sandro and then we all hung out from like 11 a.m to like six nice we had lunch and then we sat on the patio and talked and we listened to anna's amazing stories about all the crazy stuff their you know military stories arts right like um she's been regularly doing conversations with ed greenwood and she oh, actually really? talked with him about the D D movie oh nice yeah oh i saw it by the way i saw it with mom it was good nice. yeah. it, was it was really, really good. good yep yeah. speaking of your conversation about power tools you want to hear about a funny thought i had the other day i shared with amelia or yeah. Lee. <laughs> so we were out running errands and i had to stop and get gas and I real I realized it was an adult thought. I was like, you know, you're an adult when you look at the price of gas and you figure out where the cheapest gas is, and then you think about how much you want to be inconvenienced going that far to get the gas. So then you just stop <laughs> and get the gas that's closest to you because you're like, fuck it, that's too far away. And I was like, those are like adult thought processes <laughs> that like kids would like never be like. I wonder where the cheapest gas is. Well, how far is that really? Do I think that's worth the gas to get there? You know, stupid shit like I that. I know people who've done the math. Oh, wow. There are I do, some I do people the back who will of the do the math. math in my yeah. head. I do. I'm like, mm, yeah. See, I'm lucky I work right What's next my door to Costco. Mileage? How much so do I, I always go just through? get yeah. gas at Costco. Oh, that's really convenient and nice. Yeah. Actually, that's an adulting thing that made me, I mean, I, I felt <laughs> very happy for you when you said that. I was like, that's really cool oh, yeah, that's I love like it. living next to a comic book store when you're a kid it's also like cheap too. gas uh at the place on the corner of my house was 4.69 costco i filled up today was 4.29 <laughs> also you know toilet paper yep, <laughs> that's toilet where we paper. get our toilet paper <laughs> although 4.29 i think i have a small heart attack we haven't had gas over four dollars well you don't live like you, gas, you don't live here it's true i don't but if it's gas like was us like in new york than like, it's like us in new york for the highest in the in the, the country yeah i was like if gas was higher than like 350 i'd be like i'm going nowhere ever again yeah no if it was 350 people would rejoice <laughs> I remember it was almost seven dollars. It was over I, five. It was it was pushing five again for a little while. It's been coming back down. Like Jesus. Yeah, that's when you start limiting your recreational driving. <laughs> You're like, can I walk to this place? I don't know. It's well, uh, it's uh, if I can't stop on the way to or on the way back home from work, I'm not going there. So. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing before I ask David what was nerdy with him. Um, I had a funny conversation with a vendor at work today. I thought you guys might appreciate it. All right. We, um, he was asking if there were any network issues because they're doing some network installations. And I said, we have a strange thing. Every day at 4.18 p.m., we've been having like a 30-second internet glitch. And we've been trying to figure out what it is because it's the weirdest thing. It's at 4.18 p.m. And he said, maybe your network's getting ready for 4.20. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's nice. funny. Nice. Yeah. Pre-gaming. Uh, reminds me of a funny story. A buddy of mine, his uh, a friend of his had a house, and in his house, they had a grandfather clock that didn't work and was stuck at 420. So that was always the time, whatever you asked. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah, that was fun. So, David, what was nerdy with you? Well, um, I am a cast member at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair. That's pretty much the extent of my free time lately. And that's pretty freaking nerdy, if I don't say. So, yeah, I've been working. I work at the front gate at the Renaissance Pleasure Fair, doing peace tie, working exit gate. Always, always fun. We're actually going to be David free in... No, because fair will be over by the yeah, next Saturday yeah, um, episode. We 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 did some tomfoolery, and I was able to be on there this one. I, I I if we did this one tomorrow, I wouldn't have been here. Sunday, right? If we did this one Sunday, I wouldn't have been here. Yeah. Oh, well, Erica and I hadn't done a solo one in a while. Speaking of, you need to fix the spreadsheet because it still says Saturday. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Yeah, I'm 100% aware. I was like, I guess it doesn't really matter until we get to a Saturday episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So my nerdy thing is I pretend to be from the 15, the 1580s in uh, Deptford, Deptford, England, the port, port of Deptford, England. See, I wanted to do that at the Renaissance. Uh, fair in Ohio when I lived there in high school because I had like some friends that were doing it and mm-hmm. I was like that sounds great I would love to do that and they're nope. like yeah you just sign up and blah, blah, blah. I'm like great and then my mom was like because the way they do it there is like they camp out like nobody yeah. leaves. there's like a field in the back where everybody well, they have goes. they have a permanent site they have actual buildings and stuff yeah it's a permanent site so they yeah. have like a campground behind it with the yeah and everything <laughs> and my mom was like uh you're 16 you're not gonna camp out with a bunch of other teenagers <laughs> young adults like <laughs> over a weekend that's not gonna happen so she wouldn't let me do it which yeah sucks. see um our site is not permanent so we're the the Renaissance Pleasure Fair is twenty eight acres, I think it is this year, and it's a not it's not a permanent site, so yeah. we don't have camping, we don't have any of that. I mean, we're, there's security there, but yeah, we don't have we don't have overnight stays besides besides yeah, the security the, people. The Ohio site is really cool because it is permanent, and they're always adding more buildings, and they finally. Um, it was like a couple years ago. It was before it was before the pandemic struck. We went. Um, they actually put in like actual restrooms instead nice. of like quarter potties and stuff like that. So there's like real restrooms and stuff. I was like, look at this place coming up into the modern times. Yeah, Arizona's fair site was nice. They had real nice, well appointed privies. Yeah. So all right, I guess it's time to vote. I guess I go first. Yes, yep. you do. We have four widgets each. Hmm. No, we only need twelve of you. No, back in the box. Yeah. All right. Yep. Um hmm. I think I'm going to give three to David. And one to Brian, because I'm jealous. I've never got to work at a room fair. <laughs> and I am going to do what I usually do around this time of the year and give David all four. <laughs> oh, well, thank because you. Ren fair. It is I haven't gone awesome. in a while, too. Yeah, well, I give both of you each two because you're both doing nerdy computer shit. Hey, my thing was, was helping... Sorry, your alternate thing. You sorry, your alternate thing was doing nerdy computer shit. Yeah, <laughs> I was being a I was being a good adoptive mom and helping a child right, understand so their career. You got, job. you got two for that. You got two. Thank you. Oh, oh shit! Sorry, England. I didn't mean to give you the deuce. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a very offensive hand signal in England. 
Oh, we it's, have people in other countries who listen. I don't know if they, <laughs> none of them are patrons. Well, if any of them want to pay, uh, they go to our They Patreon can go to patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio where they can have access to video and bonus episodes. Yep. Honestly, uh, you know what? It is, I, I'd have to say, like, I think as a podcast, it's really fun to just listen to us banter. It's even better to watch our faces, the faces oh we gosh. make and the stuff we do, especially when Brian is talking. <laughs> my eyebrows do a lot of my talking for me. I do have to say. Yeah. But we also like to make fun of you when you're talking and make funny faces to make you laugh. Yeah. It is and funny. my glasses are really crooked. These yep. the headset pushes them all crooked. Blame blame the headset. No, it's the glasses. They're bent as hell. Um <laughs> so today's topic. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of topics. You got, some, you got you got some splaining to do. Yeah, so we're gonna play a well, game. David won, everybody. In case you want oh, to yeah, they're already there. Yep. They can get they can get back get in back the in the box. <laughs> All right. <laughs> They actually uh, listen if you use the firm voice. I don't know if I'm capable of it. I just well, I mean, let the dogs play. You have with to them. kill one of them in front of the others so they know you mean business, but then after that, they listen. That's probably why they behave for me. I just <laughs> let the dogs play with them. <laughs> I'm kidding. That was a joke. There is nothing here. Brian, tell us what we're doing today. So, um, we're going to play a game topic where it's. It's not what I'm going to say it is, but this is the best way to describe it. It's like truth or dare, but we're not playing truth or dare. We're playing silly or serious. And so that Patreon again is. So we basically <laughs> take turns asking a host silly or serious. Then they choose silly or serious. And then that person who asked has to come up with a discussion topic or a question that fits into the category that was chosen by the person that was asked. So, uh, silly can be, um, I think David, when describing it, was like, who would win in a fight, Goku versus Superman, or it could be anything. It's subjective. Silly could be anything. And then serious doesn't have to be about, you know, some horrible, life-threatening thing. It can... All of this relates to nerd culture. So serious could be, what's the best kind of... Um, tower for a pc yeah what you build yeah it I, I mean i didn't want to call this game fun or boring because i don't think there's any <laughs> such thing as a boring topic oh <laughs> uh, there's your clickbait but in serious can also be you know like questions related to mental health or um or you know some of the more serious parts of nerd culture everything should be nerd culture adjacent but you know, we're going to give this a try. Um, you know, anything related to nerd culture, content creation, um, podcasting, you know, our own personal being as nerds. Um, so that being said, um, I'll go first since I came up with this. So someone ask me silly or serious, or am I asking someone? What's no, the... you're asking somebody. That's that's how, yeah. oh, okay, that's yeah, how because I have to words. come up with the question. That's the hard yeah. part. So um, we'll, we'll start because David was here first. Um, so yes. I'll ask David. Silly or serious? Let's start off with something silly. All right. Something silly. Um, well, I can't come up with one of the ones I used before when we were doing examples because my favorite one I came up with was who would win a fight? Um, one Punch Man versus One Punch Man. <laughs> Um, uh, um, if, oh, if Erica was a Pokemon, what would her evolution be? Oh my God. Silly. <laughs> <sighs> 
You know what's really funny about that, Brian? What? Matt, Matt and I earlier today were texting back and forth and we were talking about, again, personality type. And and he was like, because we, 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 I have the rarest personality type on the planet. He has the second rarest personality type on the planet. And he goes, we're like shiny Pokemon. And then I told him what Pokemon I would be. What but Pokemon I would see, you wait, be? No, you got to I don't know the Pokemon world anywhere near well, you well just enough. just come up with what the evolution version of Erica would be if Erica was a Pokemon. Um, uh, I, I have uh, an answer to this question, too, but please, I want you to go first. I have no idea. I, I don't even know what you mean by that. So, um, <laughs> my, my evolution is Cursey Ogre Erica. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Appreciate you. Well, you know, you'd be taller. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wow. What do I you think, it. Erica? What would what would your evolution be if you were a Pokemon? Oh, I think you're jumping too far with Ogre. Um, probably, maybe I'd actually be, I don't know, dwarf size instead of medium size. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dwarfs are medium size. Gnomes are small. <laughs> So, but um, the Pokemon I would be is Miss Mag. You, you know, I, I went the wrong way where I changed that you were a Smurf into someone else. I should have been like Murder Smurf Erica instead of Cursey <laughs> Smurf Erica. <laughs> Murder Smurf. Oh my God. King, 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 king. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, hey, have Pokemon, you Pokemons are normally like variations of uh, the name, right? So it's uh, like Pikachu yes. becomes Raichu. So it would be Cursey Smurf America. <laughs> this is just getting worse and worse. Like, oh my God. You just keep talking and it just keeps going downhill from there. Oh my God, that was terrible, Brian. <laughs> what? Pokemon did you think you were when you were talking to Matt? Miss Magus. Oh, I don't, I don't even know that. what that is. I don't know what that is. Oh, oh well, you have to look it up. up. Look up Miss Magus. I have to work? Fuck. <laughs> oh, okay. it's cute. You picked yeah. a purple one. Of course you picked a purple one. Picked a ghost type. She's a. She looks like a yep. wit, and she's a ghost. <sighs> Ability, like, levitate, yeah. amorphous, fast. Nice. All right. Neat. Mumargi in Japanese. Weird. Anyways, talking about murder. Um, have you guys? <laughs> I love David. <laughs> so, anyways, guys, murder. Have I seen the, the Red Band trailer for Evil Dead Rising? No, I'm not trailering it. I'm gonna watch it blind. No, I want to sleep. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it looks so good. Have fun. So good. It's not campy. At all. It's like... Hey, it's going to be like it. the other... Evil I have heard remake. nothing but good things from people that have seen it. Enjoy it. Yes. I'm no very, thanks. very excited about it. So <laughs> the girl, some of the girls and I are going to go watch it one day. Awesome. After work. Yeah. yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. Now, to clarify, this is girls you work with, not your daughters. <laughs> yes. Yes. I said the girls at work. Yeah. I'm just clarifying. Yeah. No. I so, know what she meant. So I took... Yeah, but listeners, uh, Lee, and I clarified. Lee and I went and saw Renfield, by the way, which was Ooh. hilarious. Ooh, I've I heard, I want to see that. So funny. It was, it's totally worth it. It, oh, yeah. it was great. Absolutely great. That was so, the other movie uh, I really wanted to see. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I mean, I cannot tell you, like, I laughed so hard. Oh, I love Nicolas um, Cage and everything he's in, so. He does an excellent Bella Lugosi vampire. I can't wait. I will tell you. <laughs> um, but anyways, 
It was one of the the Evil Dead Rising was one of the trailers before it. And Emil or and Lee was like, "Oh, mom, I'll be your horror movie buddy," because Chris does not like horror movies at all. <laughs> and um, I'm you know Matt used to be my horror movie buddy, but we don't live near him anymore. Yeah. So See, Chris is the sane one. <laughs> So anyway, so she was like, I'll be your horror movie buddy. So I took her to sleep Renfield with me. And that was okay. She thought it was funny. But that trailer came on and she's like, I have to leave the theater. It's so scary. <laughs> she got up and left the theater because of a trailer. She's like, oh, yeah. the theater. like it was it was it was good. So I'm very, very excited to see it. And then I was at work the other day and I showed the girls because they also like scary movies. And they and I showed them and they were like, Oh my god. I was like, Yes, I know. And they're like, We've gotta go see it. Maybe I will it. watch the trailer just to hype myself. If up. uh if memory serves, it broke the record, the movie that went before it set for most fake blood used. It, I think it broke I mean, the record again. It's gory. I'm going to tell you, just from watching the trailer... No, no, like, I, 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 I remember my buddy, pieces. who's a horror movie guy, talking about it. I think it broke the record, which the first one had set. So. Yeah. So, so, it was, like, some of the things that they showed, like, even... I, as somebody who has watched tons of horror movies, gory horror movies, everything, I, even I was like, oh god, I was like, I had to look away from just the trailer. Well, so isn't very, it like about her, a mother and her kids? I mean, I, I imagine it's going to be a traumatic movie. Um, yeah, it has to do with an apartment complex, or an apartment do, building. It has to do with a family. There is a family there, but I mean, all of that aside, it's it, that that wasn't the piece. It was more some of like the like they didn't show but gory things they imply happen like just in the trailer i was like geez yeah that's 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 enough <laughs> <laughs> david's like and i'm done yep i can already feel it starting to mm, nope nope <laughs> Okay, David, so you weren't able to come up with an answer for the question. You're so. right. I was Same. that was my punishment. Rules of truth or dare, take your shirt off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh god, damn it. <laughs> <Pause> fucking here. <laughs> Patrons, patrons, you're getting your money's worth this episode. Oh my god. Yes, he did it. Oh. For the record, it's like 84 in my room right now. It's one, quite warm one, in here. One second. I'm gonna, um, the, the cat finished eating, so I'm going to get the door so it's not so loud. I told you I'd shoot. You didn't believe me. Why didn't you believe me? I know. Me? I know. <laughs> Did you so, guys uh, like not talk about anything while I walked away? Nope. No, I just started humming the Kurt. Oh, the I should have paused the recording. Song like I normally do. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so David, it's your turn. Yes, the host. So uh, Erica, serious or silly? Oh, um, silly. Why not? I feel silly. <laughs> Everyone loves the silly. Um. What would you say is your favorite Warner Brothers cartoon? Oh, Can Animaniacs. I guess? Oh, no, no, no. I, I mean, uh, the actual like old school Bugs Bunny. Oh, uh, yeah. Say, what's your favorite Golden Looney Age cartoon? Tune. What's your Looney Tune? Oh, what's Looney your favorite Looney Tune. Yeah. Uh, my my favorite Looney Tunes was Pepe Le Pew. Okay. I always felt I always felt so bad for him because nobody wanted to love him because he was stinky. So I felt as a kid, I felt really, really bad for him. And then I was. Oh like, wow! All right. Get a bath, and like as a kid, I didn't realize 
Yeah. And then there's like, you know, the other things like he's like forcing himself on somebody, which is, you know, in retrospect as an adult is a terrible thing. But he just wanted to be loved. He just wanted somebody to love him. And I felt very bad for him. I know that was a silly question, but I had a legit answer. Ah, absolutely. No, I get it. I've <laughs> no, always identified okay. with the uh, coyote from Wiley Coyote. Oh, I see. I, out of all the like, if I had to pick a second one, my 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 second favorite was always the little kitten on the dog. Oh, okay. Was that Kathy? I don't remember. The little kitten. Brian I knows. Remember. I do know. I gotta look because it up. I, I, can't think of it. I always loved that one too because the dog always was trying to be like you know a badass, and this tiny little kitten just melted his heart, and then he like had to protect the little kitten no matter how the kitten was mean to him. Normal? Because she wasn't doing it. Ner- Norman? No. I don't remember. No, 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 no. Normal was Garfield. That's right. Yeah, that was Garfield. Never mind. What's the kitten's name? Pussyfoot. Pussyfoot. Okay. And so they, I just love that the kitten would get on the big bulldog and be like, with its little claws like kittens do. And the dog's like, ah! But he loves the kitten so much, he just listened to it. The name of the cartoon was Feed the Kitty. And it was 1952. My mom was two. Wow, that's some... That's some I, context. My other favorite character is Rocky from the Rocky the Gangster. All right, Rabbit, where is he hiding? Oh, <laughs> yeah, shut, yeah, oh, yeah, Shut up, shut up, Rabbit. I also oh, yeah, like when the... I shut up, I shut up. Shut up, shit nip. Foghorn Leghorn. He's good. I was just thinking about this before the podcast. It's crazy it comes up. Um, Baby Huey. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because okay. I was thinking about that because I, I did something clumsy and I was like, baby. No, the dog did. The dog did something clumsy and I was like, baby Huey doesn't know how big she is. And then I was like, <laughs> does anybody even know that reference anymore? <laughs> they're, they're getting few and far between. Yeah. Um, For listeners who don't know, baby Huey was a big duck. Mm-hmm. A big baby duck and it was like you know walk it was like way too big it would like walk through doors and like explode them and knock things over cause car accidents yeah you know? but my but my back to your question david it was peppy lepew i okay. always just felt bad for peppy lepew mm-hmm. my right. favorite classic cartoon is actually um mr magoo oh, okay Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Even though I think, like Pepe Le Pew, Mr. Magoo is canceled because it makes fun of blind people. It makes fun of old people. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it, it's a, it's a rough tie for my all-time favorite cartoon between the Barber of Seville, or sorry, the 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 Rabbit of Seville, and um, the one with the Viking opera, the uh, the one with the Wagner, <laughs> uh, kill the Wabbit, kill the Wabbit. Oh yeah, you know that one. The old school Merry Melodies. The the kill the wabbit yeah the opera was like amazing music that was oh it was actually a wagner opera opera yeah. it was an actual yeah. operatic piece yeah kill the wabbit kill the wabbit you know what i um, always say to rowan i i always say this and i know it's from the because of how much looney tunes i watch like whenever i pick her up and i hug her and i kiss her real tight i go i'm gonna squeeze you and love you and call you george and she she goes, my name's not 
George, it's <laughs> uh, his name's Herman. Yeah. Um, the um, oh, my brain just went blank. We were talking about Can kill the wabbit. Turning it off and turning it back on. I'm trying. We <laughs> we were talking about kill the wabbit. Uh, spear and magic helmet. Oh, it'll pop into my head later. I love making that reference and like things that it's not really associated. Like we were talking Warhammer at one point. This guy's like, oh, this guy's got a special title. I went, I went magic helmet. <laughs> All right, so Brian, silly or serious? Silly. We've all done it. Okay, silly. Hmm. I want you to say, if we were all Looney Tunes characters, which character would we be? And you have to include uh, Special Mikey and Stolas. Elmer Fudd. We'd all me. be Elmer Fudd? I'd be Elmer Fudd. Oh, okay. Oh, do I have to pick everybody? Oh, okay. Everybody. I'd be Elmer Fudd because I, I, I relate to Elmer Fudd. I have a speech impediment, so. And you want to mention a yacht? A millionaire? My name is Elma J. Fudd, millionaire. I want to mention that I yeah. I did remember what I was going to share, though. Um, we were talking about Looney Tunes, and it reminded me of my dad used to play the Dave Coulier, Elmer Fudd singing Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> and <laughs> I can do that impression. That's funny. And if you want to hear that impression, you can listen to our bonus oh my God, episode we're done. We're at patreon.com. Oh <laughs> no, we're not. It will never die. <laughs> Slash Nerd Podcast Radio. Um, uh, oh, um, what Looney Tunes character would be? Well, I mean, you're you're gonna be um, the um, was the chicken from Animaniacs? No, it has to be an old Looney Tunes character. Oh, oh, um, the bulldog that the kitten sleeps on. <laughs> the bulldog? Yeah. Why? Because you're rough and tough, but you love the kitten. Oh, that's true. Uh, I'm almost afraid to ask, but hit me with David's it. like Daffy Duck or something, I think. Yeah. All right. You're despicable. Yeah. It's the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. The Daffy Duck. <laughs> of course, you know, this means war. Yeah. I mean, I, I basically admitted that I want to shoot David on this episode. So <laughs> now I, 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 I don't know if my personality type is anything like Elmer Fudd's. It's probably closer to Yosemite Sam, but I. You're asking um, for as environment. I've always related to Elmer and Porky Pig. But yeah, I think David, David's David got, you know, either Sylvester or Daffy, I think, of the most. Uh, Mikey is uh, Tweety Bird. And Mikey is Tweety Bird. And Stolas. So I'm trying to eat Mikey. I, Stolas is um, not Wiley Cody from The Roadrunner, but Wiley Cody from Sam sheepdog and wily coyote where they they check in in the morning they're like chatting like they're uh, friends uh, and then uh, they ralph. clock into work no, sam and ralph sam and ralph sam and ralph ralph wolf and sam sheepdog so out of curiosity because i'm on this myers brig kick right now i looked up what the personality types were for looney tunes characters and do you want to know who is an infj which is what i am sure what the kitten <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Oh, sorry, oh, that's, that's hilarious. I forgot about some of these. I forgot about Egghead Jr. Oh my god. In K9, the Martian's dog. Yep. Forgot about him. Marvin's dog canine. Yeah. Oh, um, Michigan J Frog. I loved him. My my personality type is uh Bugs Bunny. Oh, well, you have the same personality type as Bugs Bunny? Yeah. You know, in uh AD and D, Bugs Bunny was statted as a uh, 18th level sorcerer. <laughs> I wouldn't believe that. So you're an ENTP, Brian? I am. Okay. I actually yeah. don't know what I am. I've never taken that test. Yeah, Eric will send it to you. Okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. 
cool. It only takes a few minutes to do. So. Sure, I'm down. Yeah, the online ones aren't as in depth as the in person ones because when you take it from like a, when you take it from an evaluator, right? They'll tell you how much on the scale you are for each one, and mm, makes sense. Then they have subtypes. Right. Yeah, there makes are sense. subtypes in it, but I mean, this one is just a really good idea of like where you fall in your cognitive ability. Okay, yeah, I'd so, love to. Like I said, I never have so the best there, personality. The best personality test I ever took was an EQ test. I took an EQ test, and that was really yeah. Those are good. Yeah, I took the Enneagram test too, so that was interesting. So um, I asked um, David last time, so we'll go, Erica. Silly or serious? I guess serious. Now we have all done silly. Okay, I'm gonna be serious. Well, then I have a really good question for you. Um, Hmm. How do you feel? Like, what is your all your like take on self-driving cars? I think that they're good in theory and impractical in practice at this point in our development of transportation systems. I always imagined that if everyone had them, we wouldn't need traffic lights. I mean, um, but we would for pedestrians hmm. because you got to take pedestrians into account. Yeah, but all the cars are networked together and they, it doesn't matter. One car detects a pedestrian and all the cars know that pedestrian's there. But the pedestrians wouldn't know when it's safe just to walk. Though I mean, you still need some sort of signal. You just don't to... need them for cars. You just need crossing yeah. lights. <clears throat> exactly. But I mean, I just don't. So <clears throat> when we think about it, like our infrastructure wasn't built with that idea in mind, right? So we'd have to rebuild the infrastructure of the highway system, which for those who know the history of the highway system, um, that's monumental. That's like that's like 50 or, you know, 40 to 50 years of completely reconstructing our highway system for this to be a feasible, um, you know, everyday use. So while it's great in theory, practically, unless we were to put that type of investment into the infrastructure of the United States, it would not be it would not be practical at this point in time. I would love to go for a ride in one just to try it out. I know lots of people who've done it. I I had a friend, well, I had a friend who did had the valet thing in their Tesla where they would push the button and the car would unpark and come to the door. Mhm. I always thought that was cool. I think I just don't think that the the machine learning is at a point to where it surpasses human response. I think you're 100% right. I don't even think it's it's subjective. I think you're just correct. Yeah. So, I mean, again, would it be cool? Probably. Will I be dead or almost dead before it's practical? Yes. I don't know Um, about that. I mean, we, we have smartphones. We do, but a pocket computer is a little bit different than something where you know you're putting your life at risk and then again you have to think about the the infrastructure we're already having trouble right now just getting electric cars on the road there well, aren't I enough have... charging stations and then when you think about the carbon footprint everybody wants to talk about you know well, fully electric cars are definitely the way but then most you try to grids think about... are so old they can't support charging stations and mass exactly quantities. it's exactly. a whole infrastructure issue exactly it's it's a an issue when it comes to like you know energy production it's an issue when it comes to you know retrofitting you know i mean the easiest way would be to retrofit it but then you know we've still got you know a lot of electric um 
like power plants are still coal based. People don't realize that in the United States, I think it's something like 70% of electric plants are still coal based, right? So can you think about like, great, now we're going to mine all this lithium to produce all these batteries that are going to be rechargeable. And let's just keep in mind that lithium batteries also have their own shelf life. There's only so many charges that they can take. And now you've created like this mining and runoff system for the environment on top of the fact that, you know, we're still going to use coal to power the cars. So I don't think it's as much of a net zero as people think it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, it's yeah. You asked me a serious question. I knew a lot about Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I do my research. What on me on what I know? Yeah, I'm basically Nardwar. I, I know. I, I, I do my research. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because you're Kersey Smurf Erica. We have to know. <laughs> Why do you have to know? No, it's it's what Nardwar says. He says, but oh. you're Ben. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. All right, David, I guess it's your turn. Silly or serious? Uh, hit me with a serious. Serious. Hmm. Have you ever looked at what your actual carbon footprint is? Uh, no, I have not. On a personal level? I have not. I It's not great, but I'm not egregious. I mean, I, I haven't actually done any research into it. You should. It's very interesting. I looked into mine. Mine's yeah. actually better than I thought it was. Oh, but wow. I'm also a very pessimistic person. Well, fair. So. I, mean, I, I go out of my way to, to, not, uh, to not be excessive. When it comes to, you know, um, burning fuels and wasting energy. I have energy a long commute like to work, so mine's probably really bad. Mm. You know, driving isn't as bad as, here we go. So driving isn't as bad as corporations want you to think it is. What they put into the environment is tremendously worse than what we do on an individual level. On an individual level, it really comes down to, you know, how how much, how do I put it, how much waste you're, you're putting out there. It's not so much carbon emissions. It's how much waste. Like, do you get individual packets of peanuts or do you buy a giant bag of peanuts and then use a reusable container? Like, those are the small things that we as individuals can make a bigger impact than not driving somewhere. Yeah, I don't buy a lot of stuff in bulk. Mm. I don't yeah. get individual. Happy Earth Day stuff, tomorrow, though. everybody. <laughs> Is that tomorrow? tomorrow? Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I'll be at fair. And unfortunately, I have to drive like 45 minutes to get there. <laughs> Welcome to the Renaissance Pleasure Fair and huzzah for the Day of the Earth. Yes. <laughs> That's what you should do tomorrow, David. I will, I will definitely make sure it is mentioned. We praise sweet Mother Gaia today in the no, name of the Queen. No, in the, how dare thee blaspheme the Queen's name, it's <laughs> uh, how Daddy, <laughs> I swear I give you a chance. Pray her pardon, lest uh, more serious uh, deeds befall you. I'm just speechless. That was great. It was really good. Sound like you do that for every year, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, my point is, David, you should look into your carbon footprint because there's a lot of little things that you could do. Making sure you recycle batteries and not throw them in the trash. Make yeah. sure you recycle electronics. Not I do in- that. I'm actually yeah. running a e-waste event oh, at nice. my work on, actually- in May. Very nice. Yeah. My my dad e-waste and I have been cleaning out. Problem. My dad and I have been cleaning out our garage, and we the, our city had an e-waste collection event. We got rid of an, an entire carload of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> electronic yeah. waste disposal site. Actually, I was I was feeling really bad about my carbon footprint until you mentioned electronic waste, and I'm like, we pretty much recycle everything we can. Yeah. Ah, uh, e-waste is a little bit different because yeah, it's, it's more scrap than recycle. It's more scrap than recycle. Or recycling. Not as great as it's. Uh... It's not as great as I want you to believe. Like for those people that buy individual plastic bottles of water and stuff, and you're like, it's okay, I recycle it. I put it in my recycling. I thought they landfill plastic bottles. They do. Not all the time. Wow. Some of it, it really just depends. But even so, the carbon emissions from recycling <coughs> plastic, if you if you if your city or recycling plant actually recycles it, they normally only recycle about 10% on average. You know, it it's so much more carbon emissions for the recycling process than it is to just not buy plastic bottles. You made me feel even better myself because we don't use plastic bottles. There you yeah, go. Me, me neither. We have a. Uh, we actually have a, a a power plant on Terminal Island that burns garbage. Can't say I love that. Isn't well, there a prison there too? On the other end, yeah. Wow, that's it's interesting. A, it's a white collar minimum security uh, playground for CEOs. <laughs> so. It's not a. It's not a hard time penitentiary. <laughs> but yes, there is a prison there. <laughs> and other things you can do is grow things honestly mm. just the easiest thing a lot of people can do to reduce their carbon footprint is planting plants so okay i'm done i'm off my green team i mean i bought I, I i bought five square feet of scotland that they're planting a tree on if they plant that tree <laughs> actually on... it was already in woods there's already trees growing there so but yeah, yeah, they're preserved. Yeah, planting is a really, really good thing. It, it's probably one of the most net positives that we can do. Yep. I planted an arborvita in my backyard. I don't know what that is. I don't see a tree. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I take your. I'm not familiar it. with that type of tree. I'll take. Yeah, yeah. it's a bushy tree that grows really tall. It's like okay. uh, it looks a lot like an Italian cypress. Oh, okay. Okay. They're a little different, but yeah, arborvita. I bought. Maybe some... they call them something different. I'm not a botanist. I don't know shit about plants. <laughs> I bought some hummingbird, a uh, big hummingbird bush to plant. Oh, nice. So I'm very excited about that because it's all really right. good for pollinators. My neighbors used to have a honeysuckle that we used to go out and suck all the, the honey out of. So, that should have been my nerdy thing, Brian. What? Bad. So sad. I, I took up beekeeping with my friend Summer. You could have shut up about it and waited till next episode. Oh my god. <laughs> Dan, it won't count now. You've already mentioned it. Yeah. I know. I know, but we had a really fun time. It was like two weekends ago. I got to take the hive apart and we had to so every spring swarm hives swarm, right? And so they have certain certain little um cells that you can that are what their swarm cells are. And they do what's called practice swarming and they'll come out and they'll like do the thing they'll go back in the hive um but they only do that when there's another queen that's about to hatch so we actually went through and we had to find the queen and i had like bees all over my hand i had to scoop up like thousands of bees and move them from one hive to the other it was really fun it was good i never thought i would be i think i just discovered something i'm squeamish about because <laughs> The the entire idea of doing that really freaks me out. It's actually really cool, especially when you see them fly in with the pollen. So what they like, there's different colors of pollen. And I and I don't think I really ever realized this. I think I always assumed that pollen was always yellow. Right. But there's different colors of pollen and the bees will fly in. And what they do is they when they're bringing the pollen into the hive, they store it around their back legs like little leg warmer. 
it looks, the bees look like they have little leg warmers and sometimes they're red, yellow, black, like all the different colors of pollen. It's really cute. Okay, I'm done. That's amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing how excited you are about that. It's a lot of fun. It, horrifying <laughs> imagery. You know, you know, unlike the star of the movie you just saw, you saw, you know, unlike the star, star of the movie you just saw, you said yes to bees. I did say yes. <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's well, her bees weren't CGI being poured into a helmet that she was badly acting through. Oh, I would not call that bad acting. I would call it crazy overacting, but not bad. <laughs> sure, we'll, we'll go with that. I do not think Nicolas Cage is a bad actor. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think that he does a little bit too much cocaine before he acts sometimes. That's... Well, if a joke. If that scene, I just want to make it clear that I was joking. I don't know anything about Nicolas Cage's personal Coke life, so there is no defamation here. This is parody. <laughs> I can't. He's gonna listen. Jesus. Uh, you know there are the bots. There are bots. There are bots. Oh God! Come on, man. And you know that. And, and if anybody has bots searching for their name, it's Nicolas Cage because you know. All the cocaine. <laughs> Did you know that he's a Coppola? Yes. No. I, yeah, yeah, I found that out not too long ago. He's yeah, a it, well, um, interesting. Yeah, I've known that a long time. He changed it when he did. Um, he was going to keep it, and then he changed it during Fast Times at Ridgemont High, hmm. which I remember when I found out he was in that. Surprised crap out of me. Um, I like, what was the movie where he had the the prosthetic hand? Was it Moonstruck? No idea. And he know. does this crazy monologue where he's like, this is my hand. <laughs> and it was the first time you see his, like, Nick Cage acting. <laughs> Yeah. Um, what's the vampire movie that he did before the vampires embrace vampires something uh, maybe yeah oh that's such a crazy movie oh, damn it excuse me i uh, oh cool yeah interesting all right um yeah my um david for me yep so uh, which will it be brian Silly or serious? Silly! Alrighty. Um, <laughs> what would you say is your favorite movie prop used in a film? Mine would be oh, uh, Bruce the Shark. so much for asking me that, because that was something I asked Odin, and I've never had anybody ask me. Yeah, my, um, mine is Bruce the Shark is one of my favorite props. The robotic gauntlet hand from Army of Darkness. Ooh, yeah, that's good. I knew that was going to be it. That's good. Uh, I would love to have one. Groovy. And I You should I talk love, to Odin. Maybe he'd do an episode on I it. I love the reason why they did it. Because it was just not practical for him to have a chainsaw hand through the whole movie. Yep. It's also a lot cheaper to just and give him a glove to wear. I love how <laughs> Evil Dead 2 kind of lived in a consistent reality. And that Army of Darkness, medieval blacksmiths can make robot hands. <laughs> <laughs> he did have science textbooks from the future. Yeah. He had 400 years of knowledge in textbooks. Yeah, which means that they can make robot hands. And gunpowder. Yeah. It, Sam Raimi is a genius because explaining that, that away stupid, with there's textbooks in the trunk of the car. <laughs> stupid, stupid movie. It's such a great movie. <laughs> I love it so much. I, yeah. My favorite part of Army of Darkness is when it does, when it basically becomes Evil Dead in the middle of the movie. 
Yeah, for about half an hour, it actually becomes a little bit scary. Then it goes right yeah. back to being goofy as fuck and amazing. It's the one Evil Dead movie that I have no hesitation in saying, sure, I'll watch that. Evil Dead 2 is pretty tame, too. It's uh, gory in sure. places, but it's like cartoon gory. Sure, sure, that's that's your opinion. We all have that. I call it Yours the patriotic wrong, blood movie. On that note, I need to be back with my... Because it has all the colors of the flag and blood and black, so they're diverse. I guess that's true. I'm trying to think of what my favorite prop would be. The witch costume is pretty good, too. The one that Ted Raimi wore in Evil Dead 2. Yeah. I think it's amazing to imagine Joxer the Mighty inside that witch costume. I don't think I ever really thought about it. Yeah, because uh, Ted Raimi is Joxer from Xena. And Ted Raimi played the witch in Evil Dead 2. The big floating bloated witch. He was in horrible prosthetics. And it was basically Sam Raimi torturing his brother. And they, when, you... when they peeled the costume off, they were able to fill a bucket with sweat. <laughs> And oh, you could actually guy. see sweat dripping out of the costume in the movie. It's really gross. I'm back. Who's Hi. your favorite Xena character, David? Oh, so goddamn long. Um, I mean, I don't know. I was always a fan of Gabrielle, but I had. I was just reasons. talking about Joxer, but I think my favorite has to be Falafel. Fair, because he invented fair. fast food restaurants, <laughs> and he also invented the falafel. <laughs> hate you so much right now, Brian. What? Why do you hate me for pointing out an obscure thing about a really old show? I mean... Because it's funny? Yeah. Falafel. Yep. Yeah, I really like that character. Okay. I didn't say there was anything wrong and with I it. And I like how they joked around about it, him, him calling them falafels, and it's like, full awful, why would you call it that? Uh, I need to rewatch that show. It's been too long. It has been a really long time. I like Xena. Yeah, this is good. I think Gabrielle is my favorite, too. It's also the first time I ever watched a show, and I was much younger when Xena was out, but I was watching this show, and I was like, wait a second. Is this show gay? <laughs> One of those things where you're like, hmm, I'm not sure. Oh, come on. Couldn't have been any more obvious. Although I do remember Bruce Campbell's character, and he was pretty hilarious. He's funny in everything he's in. I finished watching Burn Notice yeah. again, and I love that show. He's so good in it. He is. He really is. There's a scene in one of the one episode where Gabrielle and Xena are in a hot tub, and there was a nip slip. Ooh. I remember I, that. It's been so damn long since I've seen the show, I don't remember it. It's probably been 15 years, at least. I thought that show, what what got me about Xena was when they did fourth wall breaking episodes, and I'd never seen that on a show before, and I thought it was crazy. Like, they did a show where Xena was a show, and it was the people working on the show, but the people working on the show ended up being the reincarnations of the people on the show. It was such a strange fucking episode. Wow, that sounds meta as fuck. It's, yeah, they did super <laughs> meta fourth wall breaking episodes. Okay. It well, was when Bruce sense. Campbell first came on the show before he played that Artolicus character. Mm. King of Thieves. I always liked him. Yodelay hee hoo. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is the name of that show? Xena Warrior Princess? No, 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 no. A television show I... You're well, it only had a couple of seasons. Too, Apparently, yes. Yeah, there it is. It's called Seven Days. It was an American science fiction show about a, a, a time travel premise, but they could only go back a week. So they oh, used I it liked for, that show I love that show. I'm sad it only show. went like four seasons or whatever. What was it? In three seasons. It was a great show. I caught episodes of that on, on sci-fi at some point and fell in love with that show, and that was well, a good one. then, like, it got really interesting when there was, like, timelines created and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which they did do a couple times. 
But it was always fun because, you know, they, they would hear about some big national emergency that would happen. He'd jump back in time and stop it one way or the other. And they played with that a bunch of different ways you didn't necessarily expect. Wasn't he able to communicate with the president? No, no, it wasn't with the president. Is They would brief him and then he'd go back, call a telephone line, say a code phrase, and they then would immediately believe everything he said as if gospel. It was a code. He did a code phrase thing. So they he would then rebrief all of them as to what happened. And then they'd work on how to fix it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was an interesting show. One of a couple episodes were ones where he couldn't get to make the call in time and he never had any backup and had to go do things on his own or one where he didn't. Sh- there was a malfunction and he ended up somewhere else and all kinds of fun shenanigans. It was a great show. I thoroughly enjoyed it. That's where my brain went. Sorry. <laughs> I, there were a lot of good shows. I mean, um, what was it that in the year 2525 was produced by Sam Raimi, too, and it was like this crazy, like, women in the future post-apocalypse. Oh. Oh, yeah, thing. something like that. Yeah. Um, Andromeda. Andromeda was better than Star Trek in some ways. Mm. I like that. I don't know. I like the the uh, the the book that uh, oh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Crichton wrote about it. Andromeda Strain. Oh, I didn't, I didn't watch the show you're talking about. Oh, Sorry. oh, okay. Andromeda was, was like a Star Trek style show, and Kevin Sorbo played the captain of the ship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now the only one like that I've watched is Battlestar. That was again 20 years ago. Oh no, it's I think been... you would like Andromeda. <laughs> Andromeda was pretty cool. I, I watched Red Dwarf too, but that never really ended. It's still technically kind of going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently they're doing a reunion movie or something. <laughs> Erica, silly or serious? I don't know. Whenever you ask me serious questions, I get real serious, and then everybody's like, "Well, this isn't fun anymore." I no, never said it was that fun. It was interesting. I learned about carbon footprints, and I don't know. My friend Jamie at work says that I'm no fun at parties. Well, I disagree entirely. So speak, woman. Uh, serious, I suppose. Very serious. Go. Okay. Um. All right. Let's dig into it. Why do you feel that you're no fun talking about a serious topic? Like, how how does that make you feel? Is it a self doubt thing? No, I have lots of fun. I find facts interesting. Like, I did. We seem bored. You guys got quiet. So well, we I were paying like, attention. I was to listening you. You were to really you. Excited. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was quiet. paying attention. So I you were asking questions. I get quiet when I pay attention. I apologize. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, it's just, I don't know. For some reason, I am not bothered by the darker side of life. It does not bother. I'm just like, oh, that's a thing. And I just accept it for what it is. So I always find that somebody will bring up a topic and I'll be like, oh, I know some stuff about this. And then I'll talk about it. And then I'll mention the darker side of whatever it is. And then people are oh, like, it, it, oh, it, yeah, because you get down. serious. Yeah. Okay, then. I have a follow-up question because you mentioned the darker side. This is a serious question. It's going to be about a silly topic, but it's a serious question. Why is death to Smoochie funny to you? (laughs) That's a really good question. I never understood it because it's one of her favorite movies. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. She has a really dark sense of humor. (laughs) Yeah. I do have a very, very dark sense of humor. It's, it's, true and i and i think that's the reason because like again for me the darker side of life is not scary 
it's a fact. It's just a thing. People live, people die. I mean, it freaks my kids out when I talk about it. Like the other day we were driving and there was a dead raccoon on the road and Amelia or sorry, Lee had like a breakdown and like for 10 minutes was crying. She asked me to pull the car over so that she could sob and like mourn the death of this raccoon. And I'm just <laughs> okay. like, well, she's a very sensitive soul. I get it. So yeah. And, and and I have trouble connecting with that sometimes because to me, it's like things have to die for things to live. And it's just very practical. And and so am I sad that, when, you know, somebody I care about dies or like, you know, my cat dies or, you know, things like that? Yeah, I'm sad about it. But I guess the way I comfort myself is thinking this is a natural part of life. So I do have a very dark sense of humor because I can find the funny parts in it because I know that there's something on the other side of that. So Death to Smoochie to me is very funny because it's it's like watching a man have a breakdown essentially mm-hmm. about his life, right? And I think that it's a very healthy thing. The way he did it, not so much, but it's a very healthy thing to have a breakdown about your life, to have that introspection and to think about, you know, the the bigger and broader purposes in the world. And if you have a narrow view and you're only thinking internally, right? You're only thinking about how you feel and not the bigger picture of how it, you know, these darker things can benefit the world, then you're not going to find that funny because you can't look outside of yourself. And so I find Death to Smoochie very, very funny because it's watching, to me, it's like externally watching somebody pull apart the pieces of their life to be able to put them in a different order. Very interesting. That's actually the exact point my professor brought up in the film class where we discussed this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that. That's very interesting. I've been curious about that for years because I I cannot watch that movie. I'm not a fan. I've seen it. I sat through it in film class. I studied it. We talked about it. It, I'm not a fan. It's one of he's great in it, but it's it's a hard sit. I don't tend to really think dark comedies are funny i do tend to think black comedies are because i think they're absurd enough that it becomes hilarious to me Mm. yeah i I have a very very dark sense of humor which apparently is why i'm no fun at parties because i guess a lot of people don't have dark senses of humor no some claim they do but they don't so like for me the only lines are things where they get very very personal like you know if something happens to a kid in a movie that's like hard for me Mm. so you know, because my kids are like the most important thing in the world to me. Nothing is more important than my kids. I am not more important than my kids. You know, my my kids are literally the most important thing in the world to me. So mm-hmm. I have I have a very hard line when it comes to that. Like sometimes like Chris will watch stuff before I watch it. So he can be like, OK, close your eyes. Like, I, yeah. like stuff I can't see when it comes to children, but huh? outside, outside of like children and well, just pretty much outside of children, like yeah, well, that's like me. It's and, just what it is. Yeah, it's I, it's like me and Bad Santa. I can't watch that movie. It's funny, sure, but that, that it hits way too close to home. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was that kid, like scarily accurately, was <laughs> that goddamn kid. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, things that hit too close to home. I tried to watch a show the other day. Everybody was talking about, everybody was saying this show on Netflix called Georgia and Jenny. I mm. think it's called Georgia and Jenny. It's about this mom and her daughter. Okay. Um, And it was too, I mean, I'm sure it's a great show. 
but it really hit too close to home because mm-hmm. it was about this mom who had her kids too young. And essentially her teenage daughter was more like her friend and her confidant than it really was her daughter. Like she she was too young. So in she was a very she appeared to be I only watched the first episode and it was just too close to home. She appeared to be a very narcissistic character. And as somebody who has a narcissistic mother who had me when she was 15 and treated me more like, you know, a, I want to say equal. It was never equal, but more like, you know, somebody like she told me way too much stuff. You shouldn't tell a kid. Right. Right. Like, you know, like a friend instead of a mother. And she wasn't like that supportive, like mom i was like i can't watch this this physically is making me ill because even though this is a made-up show i know this is a real thing that happens to kids and it's not fair to children and i and i and i hate that yeah i get that i always feel so bad about that but you've become such a strong person because of the stuff you've gone through and you've salvaged tiny bits of relationship with your mom yeah yeah i mean i put up boundaries healthy you have to put up serious boundaries yeah so but you know what and again i think this comes back around to like maybe why i'm no fun at parties because i will be talking to somebody about something or an experience and i will offhandedly mention like some of the horrible stuff that i did go through and like it looks like i've smacked these people in the face i'm not reacting to it like it's (laughs) how many people have you how many people have you had this discussion with and what kind of squares are you hanging out with as people are saying that you're no fun at parties what do they like to do at parties because i've gone to social events with you you're a blast i think my friend jamie was just joking i feel like i've put her on the spot jamie listens so jamie i'm sorry Um, (laughs) Uh, by all means come on an episode and explain yourself i mean when we hang out we do weird shit together that probably no one else understands so that's because we're weird and i think that's the thing is so I have, you know, clearly you guys are included in that. I have, I have a lot of good friends, right? But it's not like the way other people have friends where they might have like 30 or 40, like, yeah, these are my friends or, you know, whatever. I have like 10 to 15, like friends that are my good friends that that I can be silly around and be myself around. (laughs) I do, actually. I do. Um, but, but for those that don't know me, I usually come off as a know-it-all. I've been told I've come off as a know-it-all, standoffish, too serious. Like, they don't get my sense of humor. So they they don't understand, you know. So you think I'm a lot of fun at parties, Brian, because you know me really well. I'm sure David would think I was a lot of fun at parties. But you throw me in a group of people that are not atypical. I bet I am not a lot of fun at parties. God, I hate going to groups of people I don't know. I know, it's not fun. People who don't me think of me as a luminous being made of pure light. I really should send them to listen to the podcast and they'll fucking change their mind really fast. (laughs) Yeah, what you should do is have them call me and I'll be like, all right, right, let me tell you how this really works. (laughs) I think you're an amazing person personally but But i'm not a luminous being made out of pure light that's the best i so many people it's like i'll do the slightest vice and it's like i would never imagine you doing something like that and i'm like (laughs) i had an interesting thing happen at work i ran into a manager on a day that the school was closed in an area where you know normally there would be kids and they were having some kind of conversation and i 
I made a smart alecky comment. And that manager act, acted like I invented fire. They were like, <laughs> oh my God, you were, just gave me shit. I've never heard you do that before. I didn't know you had it in you. And I'm like, I consider myself a pretty sarcastic person. Uh, wait, you? No. Maybe it's because you're a manager and we've only interacted professionally and mm. I can act differently depending on the context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. I run on sarcasm. Yeah. It's, it's, it is literally my tool of choice for laughing. Like, her, go ahead. Her office is open into her assistant's office. So it's like, I don't like to be a smart ass when there's a subordinate nearby. I'm just, I, I guess I'm way too professional most of the time. So it, it actually was a good thing because it was really, really funny that they were so shocked. And I appreciated that reaction. One of my, one of my favorite things about my boss my director is that he really appreciates my sense of humor i give him shit all the time every opportunity i can and he thinks it's hilarious he has a lot of fun with it when i worked at hell um the thing that and erica knows what i'm referring to but i'll I, i'm not going to mention the name of the company but when i worked at hell the managers there used to talk and i they always talked to me and they said they never understood my jokes. I would tell jokes and they would go, oh, are you kidding? They they never got them. One day I made a smart alecky comment and it was dry. It was really dry. And all of a sudden, one of the managers just started laughing her ass off because she'd never heard me tell a joke before. She was British. Nah, that'll do it. Yep. And I tend to have a really dry wit at work. <laughs> and at my work here, if I do that, people get it. But there it was like they were all corporate morons. <laughs> My nice. mom never understood why I love British TV so much. Oh, yeah. I don't mean to me I either. love that dry sense of humor. I watched Frasier as a kid. I thought Frasier was amazing as a uh, kid. Well, that show's great. I just love dry humor. Dry and dark humor are like, yeah, I don't know. But um, I'm sorry, I was here for the argument. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, no, no, this is abuse. Argument's <laughs> next door. <laughs> right, tit. <laughs> oh, is it you? Uh, you, you half crazed, eight fisted pervert. Why did I keep it for an argument? Well, we oh. we balanced a little bit more towards silly than serious, but I think this was a good exercise. I call these um games because you ask the person to do it and they immediately go uh let me see <laughs> uh, let me think about that if you like these let us know like i try to space them out but if you really like them uh we'll do more of them like i try to keep the the thinkers few and far between so we're not we're not groaning into the microphones trying to think of questions too often uh, <laughs> he said thinkers <laughs> but i appreciate erica's serious answers and don't think she's a party pooper at all i can have a lot of fun and be very very and silly. um for people watching video, we had a we have we have some skin in today's episode for the first time. David got naked. Definitely something I appreciate. Yeah, I'll record. take off my shirt too. David, Ooh, there we go. All right, that was crazy. <laughs> oh my God. Hold on, I'm taking it off. Hold on. No. <laughs>
<laughs> Demonetized. <laughs> Can't see anything but my bra. Shirt. I know. So this has been um, Nerd Pass Cutters. David, David, dance. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I've been super big and bright. I'm joined by Christy Spurferka. Hi. David. The above the third. I mean, I can get more naked if you want. <laughs> <laughs> stay nerdy. Stay nerdy. <laughs> yeah. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. <laughs> stay awesome. Stay awesome. Put your shirt back. <laughs> oh, it's hot in here. <laughs> Show. We'll be, we'll be.